her to part two. I just didn't want to, you know, um, just let the episode just start from where we left off. So this is an intro to episode two. Welcome, Blunters. Or oh, my name is Madondwa, uh, and this is the Blunt and No Not Weed podcast. And this is part two of our two-part series on sexual identity, on uh, purity culture, African traditionalism, and unburdening shame uh, when it comes to uh, our sex lives, basically, um, especially if you are a practicing Christian. Anyway, enjoy part two and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye! Now, we back to abstinence because if you have not been paying mm. attention, that is the point of this whole <laughs> conversation. Yes. Don't yes. have sex. Why are you trying to have sex? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, in your opinion, do you think that abstinence is an effective form of, of contraception? I mean, no. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, no. The long answer, um, the long answer is, um, I guess if you are asexual or demisexual, mm-hmm. it it can be for a time, and mm. specifically for demisexual individuals. Now, demisexuality is Please basically explain, um, not all of you yes. know. Mm. <laughs> yes, girl. Um, so demisexuals, uh, demisexual refers to people who require emotional connection before experiencing sexual attraction, mm. and asexuals, um, you know, basically don't. Um, they lack interest in sexual activity or no interest at all Mm -hmm. so um and these are people who are part of the lgbtq Mm -hmm. so the irony is that abstinence um only um education is is only works on lgbtq people if if you um think about how um you know uh, christianity is is very much against lgbtq people so Mm. that's that's just the 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 perfect irony irony. (laughs) yeah right (laughs) like oh like gay rights like yeah no it's so ironic at this point (laughs) yeah it's like you said it's irrational it's insane okay right so um yeah the 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 answer is no and study after study like shows that abstinence only education Mm. um especially in this day and age where people are not people are moving around and you know just um going to different different places and women are more free it, it doesn't work mm. um and um the danger is that you know we, we're putting people in danger because now it's it discourages sexual like you know scientific education and scientific knowledge mm. that could help people um that would help protect people um from encountering sort of um diseases or or, or sexual assault you know you know you, you know things like that abstinent education doesn't have Mm-hmm. um a section of for um consent like a mm. proper proper um definition of um consent so it, it really bleeds into even gender-based violence mm. um because you know no one knows about sexuality no one knows about consent um no one knows how to protect themselves and in, in, in a continent which has been ravaged yeah. by hiv aids mm. i feel like it's it's so irrational and insane <laughs> and insidious that that this form of education um is, is still around like like seriously it's, so it's endangering people's lives at the end of the day mm. and it's actually mm. a, again another ironic thing 
I think one of the reasons why abstinence culture took such a hold, even outside of, of, of Christian narratives and Christian movements, even if you didn't um, adhere to Christianity, abstinence was still mm. very educational based, even in our school system. And I yes, think yes. one of the, 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 the reasons for that was because of the rise in HIV AIDS. And because mm. it was so high that they were like, we have to stop these people from having sex. So we have to, 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 to indoctrinate them into this idea that they should just stay away from sex. And mm, it's mm. ironic because you're trying to protect people by not protecting them. Because if you had just said, listen, HIV is rampant right now, please mm. abstain if you can. But if you cannot, here are various ways to protect yourself from this disease. And that's where they yeah. missed the mark a little bit. Obviously, it started to change uh, a little, I think about in the early 2000s, towards the late mm. 2000s, where protection um, and safe sex was really a government uh, initiative. Mm. And that's why we love South Africa, because South Africa, you know, we, we protect our human rights out here. And mm -hmm. I remember yeah. you would find condoms in every bathroom in South Africa. Yeah. You, you could not find, because they were like, we're going to make it free. We're going to make it accessible because we know you're mm. going to keep having sex. And it moved away yeah. from that more religious a way of, of seeing sex into a more scientific biological way of seeing sex and actually then trying mm. to protect young people because the, the HIV AIDS numbers were shocking. They were rising so hard. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, hmm. and that connects back to that African traditionalism because who was getting AIDS mostly like, mm. you know, but you know, because, you know, you, you taught in your village that abstinence only, you're not mm. told about sexual you're not taught about sexual health mm. you're not taught about you know things that you need so again these things intersect yeah. you know this, this 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 cultural um and and imperialist or colonialist sort of mm. um background that we have yeah. so so yeah like I, I also remember receiving condoms like a, a full packet of condoms when yeah. I was visiting my friend they uh, were giving in a, them in, out like, like candy like the, remember the blue packet <laughs> The, the blue mm, yeah. oh my god that shit <laughs> yeah, was everywhere awesome. and i was like what yeah. is happening but when i yeah. look back now i was like ah that was smart that is a, mm. a government initiative that was well thought out and realized yeah. like you said the holes where the holes were mm. because yeah. like you said what was happening is that most people were being infected within our rural areas where yeah, abstinence yeah. was preached as the sole method of, of contraceptive contraception mm. and protection and the government was mm. like no not on our watch <laughs> yeah not on our watch yeah not on our watch you know mm. so yeah Guys, we're still pro South Africa. Like South Africa does some stupid Bruh. shit, but they on we do yeah. some good things too as well. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thank you mm. for that incredible answer on abstinence, and it's such a fully wholesome and and integral. Uh, or rather integrated answer because it covers all the elements that we've actually talked about, and that's why mm. we we put this topic in this way because when you are from Africa or when you, you live in South Africa, that is the interconnectedness of this entire experience. It's not just one layer, it's multi-layered. And I love the mm. fact that you, you talk to your mom about it and you were like shook <laughs> yeah. to your core, right? <laughs> to my core. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was an interesting question. Yeah. yeah. 
but it it takes seeking out you know those those answers so for the fuller Mm. picture so i love yeah yeah okay yeah let's move on friend now the idea of sex before marriage let's talk about this Mm. so do you think that this is a dangerous messaging so for example you know we have the the hashtag real love uh weights right Mm. and what do you think that means for for young women you mentioned about that you were out seeking a partner for marriage and Mm. for you might not have said it's it's for you to also be um you know sexually free and sexually liberated and also have that level of intimacy but it was all intertwined into that so what do you Mm. think um it means and what's the problem with this doctrine and this messaging Mm -hmm. well um the word real um sort of um what in in the hashtag real life love wait mm. invalidates some you know certain kinds of love like it invalidates people who are in relationships that where they're not married mm. and it it sort of prevents us um from 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 even you know the funny thing is um you know th- there are certain benefits for being married you know mm. there's certain laws that um protect um married people that single people um who are not married don't have mm-hmm. so this invalidation of different forms of loving relationships can have like serious um social economic effects um mm-hmm. even in the legal system and things like that so um so yes of course this this doctrine is very much problematic <laughs> um like i said in my um earlier on Mm. um that I actually went into a deep depression um Mm. because of this frustration that you know I'm supposed to wait for sex Mm. and yet God is not bringing me a partner (laughs) um so I was like you know it also led to a crisis of faith I almost sort of dropped Christianity right then and there or or Mm. shall I say the belief in God Mm. um because God was not caring about my suffering and mm. you know I don't want to like be all dramatic but it, it really it was it was so um it broke me you know because mm. I I needed intimate um mm. connection with with someone else mm. and um yeah it, it it just broke me it led to a depression and and self-harm even mm. um so it, it's really problematic and it it, it also leads into that shame you know mm. so when you have when things let's say you meet someone great and things lead um go their natural direction and, and mm. things are beautiful mm. but then because of this real life love wait it's mm. like is this love mm. you know I, I, I've sinned oh my gosh like what is going on mm. and you, you know it, it, it really it, it's terrible um and also if you're a rape victim as well Mm. um it's like oh okay now I'm I'm tainted um I I I, especially if you've gone deep into the belief of purity culture Mm. um rape can feel like a deep a very very deep um separation uh, yes separation but a very deep um God has has not kept his promise Mm, it's like a betrayal it's a betrayal betrayal of God yeah from God 
Yeah. You know, so, uh, mm. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, oh, that, so just, like... that just hit my soul. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. I'm glad. Wow. And that's yeah, actually... You connect with that. Yes. Because I just feel like there's so many people who get hurt by this, this narrative of this version of what purity culture looks like. And it's like, if mm. anything happens to you outside of that cookie perfect idea that you've up upheld and fantasy it's actually a fantasy that you've created in your mind of what mm. god wants for you sex sex wise and what god's want for you god wants for you in your marriage if anything happens that deviates out of that no matter how mm. small or how catastrophic it is like a rape it equates mm. to betrayal because you then yes. are saying yes. and it creates that bitterness that you mentioned because then now you mm. are saying oh my God, I followed what you said. I did everything mm. correctly. I did the steps that you wanted me to follow. Why have you done this to me? Why has this happened mm. to me? And it really, it yeah. creates that betrayal and that bitterness. So, mm. yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, it, it really, it's, it's like a spiritual abuse almost mm. like a, um, it's, 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 it's so toxic, um, to your spiritual self. Cause um, a lot of people, you know, that's, that's, that's a very intimate part of themselves. Mm. So purity culture takes that and puts it um, on its head. Um, and another thing is, um, speaking of, you know, less egregious forms of, you know, not fitting the, mm. the quick, cookie cutter picture. Mm. Um, I went for an exam, um, mm. you know, from a, 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 by a gynecologist. And mm. that was my first sexual experience because <laughs> I was like, oh. you know, he was mm. touching me. In, mm. in places that I had dreamed and fantasized mm. would be my husband, mm. you know. So yeah. that just created a lot of. I'm sure a, a of shame. <laughs> like, is this right? Yeah. Can I visit the gynecologist? I mean, it's so mm. insane. <laughs> it's irrational. And, and, and the, <laughs> I know, and and the the the, the, the worst part is. Um, the doctor was like, you know what? I'm not going to put this thing in you because you're still a virgin. Mm. Now that 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 bleeds into healthcare. Mm. Like now, I am not receiving adequate healthcare because mm. I'm a virgin. Like what the fuck? It's so, <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, <sighs> I mean the intersections. I mean, it's really damaging. It's really dangerous actually because mm. it bleeds into health. You know, um, our human rights and things like that. So. Mm. Girl, it's it's it invalidates certain um, relationships and family structures as well that real life love waits. You know, you have to have a marriage certificate for you to, um, you know, for your relationship to be validated before the law. So it's it's, it's girl. It's insane. Let's just call it what it is. It's it's <laughs> madness. It's it's chaotic madness. It's mm. chaos actually. Um, yeah. Okay, so, and of course, this then is going to breed guilt and shame. Now, you, mm, you yes, mentioned, we, we talked about rape. Rape is the more catastrophic event. Visiting a gynecologist mm. is a more minimal uh, event. But mm. at the same time, they breed guilt and they breed shame. Yeah. Because then now yeah. you have just, after visiting your gynecologist, have now just experienced certain things that you've 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 not experienced before, and in your mind, those things could only happen in the construct of a marriage. So then you go mm. home thinking, "What just happened?" And so that creates yeah. a very interesting, I'm sure, mental dichotomy and conversation between you and your spirit and your 
your belief, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of the, the, the shame and guilt aspect mm, of it, mm-hmm. um, when I was visiting my gynecologist, I was actually, I'll say it, I was looking forward to being <laughs> touched yeah. and I was looking mm. forward to, 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 to having like some kind of sexual, I was very frustrated. Mm. And so the fact that this man is going to put his fingers inside of me and, mm. you know, play with my, oh, not play, sort of touch my breasts mm. and, you know, and, and that built shame in me. I'm like, yeah. I shouldn't be feeling that. This is not my husband. Yeah. I shouldn't be wanting to be sexually touched or sexually, you know, touched in areas that are, are typically, you know, used for sex. Mm. So um, that, that's another level of guilt. It's like you, if you start to enjoy sex outside of this, you know, cookie cutter, very, um, streamlined picture mm-hmm. then you're a bad girl <laughs> you know and also so, so, if yeah. it wasn't for that you would simply have just gone to have a medical check a normal yeah. medical check so it was going to be more scientific in its nature mm. and not necessarily yeah. rooted in anything sexual or anything mm. related to your sexuality but because you were yeah. so sexually frustrated it became <laughs> an outlet yeah. for that and that yeah. sexual frustration was greeted by this really irrational insane chaotic culture <laughs> like whole mm, purity mm. culture it's mental it's actually mental yeah. oh okay yeah. now um i want to give an analogy because this is these are some of the ways in which um this idea of purity culture and that you are tainted and this idea that i love that you focus on the real the part of real in the love weights because it's 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 like you said it's invalidating all other forms of connection that you might have mm. and so they are then not enough for you to actually explore your sexuality within unless you mm. have that marriage certificate which is what the fuck but anyway yeah, okay. right. <laughs> yeah. so one of the great ways that they did this to to indoctrinate this idea of being tainted is through various methods now you introduced me to a girl called um god is gray it's a youtube channel mm. if you guys want to check that yeah. out please check that out you learn quite a lot and in her mm. church group when she was growing up one of the ways they they showed uh the taints of of sexual impurity uh was taking a glass of water and adding i think either like a um a bottle of um not a bottle but like cola into the bottle and kind of showing that every time you have sex this clear pure perfect uh filtered water is getting tainted and this water is then an 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 analogy for your body for your Mm. worth for your value Mm. and so every time someone penetrates you (laughs) or anytime you do something that is regarded sexually deviant like masturbation Mm. it's then tainting you and so Mm. you become I don't know if you ever become just fully, completely, ratchetly tainted. Is there, I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know the spectrum for this, but because the yeah. spectrum is not real. So it's it's based on your own imagination and your own creation. Um, in, mm. in my church group, I think I told you this before, they use the white paper. So what they would do yeah. is they would take two white papers and stick them together. And they said, this is two bodies coming together as one, right? And they would mm. stick them and then they would try to, pull them apart and obviously if you're going to pull apart two papers stuck by glue they're going to peel into each other right actually i don't Mm, think it was two mm. white papers it was one white paper one red paper to vividly visually show how tainted you are becoming (laughs) you know and so what would happen is there'd be 
uh, white parts left on the on the white paper um, on the red paper and red parts left on the white paper and every time mm. this they would stick it together remove stick it together to the point where the paper would tear and rip mm. and that creates wow. what in a 16 year old's mind that the you trauma, are essentially yeah. breaking yourself apart you are mm. destroying this temple or this body this that god has given you simply by engaging in what we've already said is natural it's extremely mm. natural part of your human existence and that is mm. again the depths of just how how chaotic this messaging really is and the effects of that so girl girl yeah it's mental it's yeah mental. <laughs> it's mental it's mental <laughs> i i feel like you know um in in my experience um with mm. purity culture that, that that the visual sort of aspects and sort of um allegory aspect was was kind of missing for mm. me they went straight to um if you have sex with before marriage and you make this a habit you're going to hell so yeah. it, it was it was a, it was just like straight to the bullseye straight to the point wow. so um I, I yeah I, I i don't have experience with that but i can imagine the trauma like because you you're visualizing um in a very sort of dramatic way like um you know what sex before marriage does to you mm. so it's it's terrible. it's terrible illogically so because it's not illogically real. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so then you can't really question it because it's it's so illogical that what is your comeback to that and then you also mm. want taught to to come back you're not taught to retort yeah. to things that mm. don't make sense to you you know and even at that exactly. time i wouldn't say it didn't make sense to me because it it, it was what i believed it was what i was in, mm. indoctrinated into i remember i told you this i wore a purity ring i was telling my mom the other day i was like mommy remember i was wearing that purity ring and i was like i'm gonna mm. wait till marriage and do, 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 to the point where when i did lose my virginity i actually cried i cried oh. and the guy did not know what to do because he was just like oh, and girl. so can you imagine the trauma that he now has because he's thinking mm. i've done something wrong and for me it's just that realization that oh i've betrayed god you know and it's oh, like man, it's insane that she just yeah that, that that really is 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 touching like like i i feel like crying with you you know <laughs> from the trauma that and and just it, it, it ugh, like yeah sorry girl that was that was that was tough like i can imagine oh the turmoil in your head but, it's mental but, yeah. because like you said earlier you've had this great experience it was a really great experience but you can't then reconcile it and and take it for what it was a really great experience because then mm. there's those elements of shame and guilt and so you just mm. like cry and then you just like mm. traumatizing yourself and your sexual partner because your sexual partner does not understand what is happening <laughs> and you don't you exactly. can't how do yeah. you put like 21 years of 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 trauma into like a sentence mm. like how you can't yeah. do that you know so yeah, yeah it's crazy that's why they catch us young that's why they catch us young and keep us there for they try to keep mm. us there but anyway, mm. okay, let's move on. Um so thank you for sharing and we I think we intertwined all those elements to just say why this is so toxic. Why this messaging mm. is is so extremely toxic. All right. Now yeah. let's move on into this idea of the sexual hierarchy of sin, right? Or rather mm. the, the Christian hierarchy of sin. Because I have noticed yes. that 
in the Christian community, there seems to be a hierarchy of, of sin. There are certain sins that are mm. upheld as being the most uh, loathsome. You can loathe on these with as much hatred and as much mm. disdain as you so wish. And it is warranted mm. and it is in fact celebrated that you do so. Mm. And one of these sins is in fact sexual sin. But we know mm. you've, I, I've never read the full Bible. I grew up Christian, but I, I was never <laughs> interested in doing so. <laughs> but yeah, you read yeah. the, the, the Bible uh, in its entirety, um, back to front uh, three times mm. or so. I know mm. that in the Bible, um, just from my understanding of being raised in a Christian household, is that there is no actual hierarchy of sin, that God hates mm. sin with the same yeah. equivalency, right? So mm, mm. where does this uh, hierarchy of certain sins that certain Christians think, if I am not doing that, I am holier than that person. If I am not doing that, I am more self-righteous than this person. Mm, where does that come mm. from, do you think? So, um, first of all, I just, you know, just to take it from a very benign sort of level, mm. um, as, as human beings, um, we like pointing fingers, you know, we like feeling better than us, um, than other people, mm. you know, um, we like, you know, we don't, you know, tend to want to, um, focus on our own, the logs in our own eyes, you know, mm. um, and we want to point out what's happening, to other people and what's wrong with other people to make ourselves feel better mm. um so um i don't know if i've mentioned this before but you know humans we have a duality of you know good and evil and things yes. like that and you know some things um sort of encourage or cater to um the worst part of ourselves mm. and that is like you said the hierarchy of sin um that um makes it um easier for people to accept, you know, um, certain sins above others and to focus on some sins and not others. So like, even with Jesus, like, you know, they were stoning a woman who was committing adultery, had been caught committing adultery. Mm -hmm. And they're like, um, who, whoever has not sinned can throw the, the, the first stone. And no one threw a stone because everyone has sinned. And, and that mm -hmm. Jesus demonstrated that, you know, like you said, they're all seen sin, sin as equal. Mm. Um, so another reason, now a more sort of insidious or sinister reason as to why there's a hierarchy of sin and, you know, sex is what's focused on. Mm. First of all, it's because it's sex is so innate, innate in us. And when that part of ourselves is repressed, we can, it can bleed into other areas of our lives and it can paralyze us. Or mm. as you've been saying like stagnate mm. us especially women mm. um because it's like if you're not in a certain situation or if you put yourself out there there is a, a bigger chance for of, of you sort of experiencing um you know committing sexual sin mm. so um again it's it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a form of uh, control especially um and um especially a control of women because men aren't held to the same standard. Mm. Um, and another reason for the hierarchy of sin is who does it serve? Ooh. Like if, 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 if um, I'm just trying to think of example, let's say um, if it's bad, um, uh, this, this issue, for example, of gluttony, you know, mm. who does it serve to say, 
that um, gluttony is all about sort of overeating and things like that. Mm. Whereas, um, you know, we don't focus on the fact that it also means hoarding resources. Mm. Um, so who does it serve to focus on a certain aspect, even an interpretation of a sin? Mm. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, when it comes to other things. So um, it, it's about who does it serve? And in, in, if you we look about ancient Israel, um, um, we find that women were seen as property and, mm. and things like that. And so, um, and it's, it's kind of a similar thing today in, in hyper-conservative cultures where women are, are, have less freedom and, and that kind of creates a system that, you know, um, upholds the hoarding of resources. Because, you know, mm. there's some people that can't, that don't have access to social economic mobility and others mm. that do. So, um, so, so, so that's the reason because, I mean, Christianity doesn't, um, you know, it does not exist in a vacuum, you not know, we have all. other social, mm. yeah, we have other social economic um, issues that are at play. And it, we recently talked about colonialism mm. and how that, you know, was a great, um, how Christianity was co-opted in that. So, um, so, so yeah, like, you know, it, it, who, who does it serve? And, and, you know, appealing to the worst parts of our human nature, you know, is, is why, you know, um, there's a hierarchy to sin, you mm. know, who does it benefit, you know, yeah. Wow, that's absolutely such a brilliant, brilliant observation of, of, of this concept, because mm. um, I do think questioning who does it benefit is where you find the the source and the the reason for this particular narrative being pushed forward, and mm. I do find that um, especially when it comes to conservatism, um, conservatism. Mm. Am I saying that right? Conservatism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when yeah, it comes yeah. to, con <laughs> I feel like there's an extra V that I'm missing. But anyway, conservatism. No, no, you're right. You're um, right. <laughs> um, it's this idea of. Um, trying to keep women in place and I don't know if you've mm. watched this show but there's a, a tv show that's very popular and it's, it's on HBO but you can stream it from other illegal means <laughs> but um <laughs> it's 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 yeah. called The Handmaid's Tale and it's oh yeah it's based it. on a book by one of my favorite writers Margaret Atwood and she actually mm. wrote this book and they were like Margaret do you think that some of the things you write about are so, you know, just not possible? Like these things don't exist. Mm. And she said, I've never written anything in this book that has never happened to women at some point in our life's history or have happened mm. in our modern history. And mm. they, and you actually look back and everything she talks about has indeed happened forced labor forced yeah. births mm. have happened in the past mm. uh, sexual assault mm. we know it happens the hanging of lgbtq people and the persecution wow. of them so it's this mm. idea of who does it serve and i've noticed that christianity unfortunately is used as a catalyst to push forward some of the most uh despicable agendas and mm, some of the mm, most mm. repressive agendas and so for yeah. me I find it very hard to reconcile with and another reason why I do not identify as Christian I find it very mm. hard to reconcile with me adhering to number one I say that the bible is arguably one of the most sexist 
books around like and i know that <laughs> yeah so for a couple christians but i'm like go read the te- the old testament mm. and and try and tell me it does not mm. oppress women there are certain mm. parts of the bible that are preached where um it says like uh, a woman cannot speak in, in 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 church or preach in a church and mm, it feels to yeah. me like people are like oh we you pick and choose what parts of the bible you like i was like our exactly. societal structure already picks and chooses what we like if if mm. we had to follow the bible to its complete uh distinct narrative and its complete instructions we would be mm. screwed we would be we would be Gilead in the handmaid's tale and exactly <laughs> we would create we would create Gilead and so i find mm. it fascinating that there's this innate nature within our society to control women's bodies i was actually talking mm. to to my sister and apparently um nick cannon i don't know if you know nick nick cannon he's like a yeah, rapper him, yeah. and an actor and so apparently mm. in the last two years or so three years he's had um i think he has seven children in total but he's had uh wow. five children with like four different women in the last two wow. years alone and so this wow. idea that we are going to control women's bodies who can mm. only produce once a year technically one child exactly. a year and a man yeah, can produce yeah. a child every two hours if he so pleases mm. and and so again it goes back to who does this serve and it serves mm. it serves capitalism it serves mm-hmm. conservatism it serves this this idea that certain bodies are valued less and mm, i exactly. cannot stand that narrative and i cannot stand that christianity is often at the crux of perpetuating that narrative and yeah so i cannot reconcile with that and i struggle I, yeah that. i 100% agree with you and you know um you know i i i think there's a huge problem um with you know reading the bible i think most people don't understand how to read it and and mm. and and read it and and treat it for what it is mm. it's basically an historical text um where men were mostly only allowed to write it because women weren't allowed to be educated and Ooh. read and write mm. um in the ancient times of of israel and um you know it's it's full of um just war crimes <laughs> literally <laughs> King, the whole David King David narrative is just war. People realize mm. that, right? Okay, let's continue. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> and, and sort of like oppressing women and things like that. And people, they, it, they just struggle to connect the dots that maybe we should just treat this as an ancient book with some wisdoms, with some very very problematic um, things, and it, like like we treat other history books, you mm. know, historical documents. Mm. I don't know why. we we treat the bible differently um than that like it's the word of god darling it. it's the word of it, god it's the word of god <laughs> and, and and you know it's 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 very dangerous because i remember when i was um in first year um going to um church mm. um you, you know we were going to the same church mm. and they were had serving sort of pork and mm. i was like i'm not going to eat pork because oh. i've read my bible and i know you're not supposed to eat pork <laughs> and i'm like I, i hadn't gotten to act um chapter 13 i think so um i i i i i thought i couldn't read each port wow and so um so yeah and so 
I think, um, I, you know, having said that, I want to explain like why I'm, um, I, 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 I can be, I can, I sort of consider myself a Christian, not necessarily like, okay, so let's, let me explain. <laughs> yes, because so, that was a uh, question that I was going to ask you, because this is actually something we, we touched on when we prepared for this segment is yeah. I, I shared about how I no longer categorize myself as Christian because I came to the realization that I have too many things I cannot reconcile in Christianity with my spirit and myself. And also mm -hmm. that the questions I was asking were not being answered by Christianity in its totality. And because like mm. what you said, it is indeed flawed. And if we could recognize mm. that it is flawed, we wouldn't feel so defensive over the specific text when we call mm. that text out for it being flawed. So, but mm. I know that you still uh, identify as Christian. So can you tell us how you're able to kind of reconcile your newfound um, beliefs and then also still holding your Christian beliefs at the same time. Okay, um, so um, yeah, so so my definition of, of Christianity is basically um, just believing, being a, a theist, believing that there is a God, mm. and also believing in the teachings of Jesus, which is love, which mm. were, were centered around love and, you know, um, you know, uh, and therefore not problematic because mm -hmm. you know loving others means you don't hurt anyone mm -hmm. um and and even paul who was you know one could say was a very um legalistic in a, in a mm -hmm. sense um you know also said you know affirmed this teaching of love is the most important thing because love does no harm to mm -hmm. another mm -hmm. um so um yeah so i think that's that's what I describe myself as a, that, that's what I mean when I mean when I say mm -hmm. I'm a Christian mm -hmm. um and I know that in, in theory this should be enough mm -hmm. to qualify me as mm, I was about but... to say what happens when they come for you when they say uh yeah. no you are not you are picking and choosing you are you are trying to diminish the word of God you're trying to pick mm. and apart the word of god you cannot do that um yeah you have to take it in its totality which is ironic because no single person is actually taking the bible in its totality because if exactly. we did again we would be living through gilead times so how do you yeah. answer those questions and those people because that's the reason i don't call myself christian because i'm not trying to defend my position i i just want to be me so how do you mm. then answer that okay so for me it's um an issue of just letting people be free, you know, mm -hmm. um, to call me whatever they want, mm -hmm. um, but not call me by their name. Like, don't mm -hmm. project yourself and your mm -hmm. views onto me. Mm -hmm. um, but, but like I said, in theory, believing in God and believing in love mm -hmm. should be enough mm -hmm. to qualify you as a Christian. Yeah. But I've, I've recently noticed um, this sort of um, movement that mm -hmm. is annoyed whenever, you know, people who are progressive you know, say love, 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 and they do oh, yeah. ninja moves. Mm. They do ninja moves to 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 um to say no, but love means this, love means mm. that. You can't, you know, take, you know, it's like, okay, okay. Um, you know, it, it it's it's quite annoying, but um I understand <laughs> that, you know, perhaps, you know, um calling myself a Christian may not be um accurate to most people because 
it involves apparently more than just believing that there is a God and mm. um, having values of love mm. and good deeds and doing no harm to others. Mm. It, it, it's, it's a little bit more than that. Mm. So, you know, if, if people, I'm okay with people not calling me a Christian. And in sometimes whenever I hear um, something wrong in the world, I'm like, oh gosh, I hope, I hope. And then I hear, and uh, it, it's just, <laughs> it's like, I almost know what's coming. Like, mm. oh, and there was a, a colonialism mm. Christian and mm. uh yeah so I also struggle sometimes to call myself a Christian mm. and and therefore I'm not sort of vocal about it in a sense of like this is where I stand forever mm. and mm. always mm. um but I feel like you know it, it's, it's a form of me saying that why is it that believing in God and love can't be Christian, you know? Mm. Um, why does it have to include all these other legalist laws, mm. you know, mm. that harm people on top mm. of that? Um, why does it mean we can't be critical of mm. the impact of Christianity around the world? Mm. So, so, so for me, so I think it's, it's whatever you call me. For, for me, I, I, I prefer not to label mm. myself. Mm. Um, and just say I believe in God and I believe in love you know like I actually go to my I think my Facebook page you'll, you'll mm. find that I, I I no longer in my in under my religious views mm. I think I, I wrote love and good deeds mm. um but but you, you know I I do uh, I'm not gonna sort of say that I don't have a Christian background that I, mm. I sort of draw from but mm. at the same time there's a there's probably probably 80 percent I've I've sort of or 90 percent of mm. what would could be considered biblical Christianity I've sort of thrown away because it's mm. problematic and toxic mm. and harmful mm. um and and so so yeah I prefer not to label myself but if, if I if I would I would say mm. I'm a progressive Christian mm. because at the end of the day I do believe in God I do believe in the teachings of Jesus mm. um specifically the ones that say love and do no harm and good do good deeds mm. so so I think it, it can be a helpful label and and, mm. and and it's a form of like protest like why yeah I was actually going to that? ask that I was going to say is you keeping the, the 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 label of Christianity a form of defiance and a form of saying this is Christianity too and this is Christianity is not a monolith and we need to stop mm. pretending that it is a monolith and are you then mm. essentially trying to redefine what Christianity can look like and what it can be as well yeah um, um I wouldn't necessarily say redefine but start mm. a conversation mm. um around what it means to be Christian you know maybe encourage some critical thinking mm. um, uh, within the Christian community mm. because, you know, I still go to church, mm. but like not the way I used to, like mm. I go there for um, just the vibe and, and, mm. and, you know, I go to a progressive church. So, mm. um, but, but that doesn't mean there aren't any problematic elements. Oh, so yeah. in the sense that, um, you know, if you are young and you're sort of impressionable and, you know, thinking for yourself can can be difficult mm. so I, I um you know it's it's it, it's kind of a you know I don't want to validate organized religion and things like that but at the same time I, I understand that it can play an important role in in sort of forming community and things like that mm. and mm. it's not just going to go away yeah. so the existence of progressive churches is a, is a is a bit of it's a sign of hope mm. that um you know some Christians are being critical, you know, mm. um, and, you know, you find LGBT 
people within that community mm. that also help people like me who've gone through religious trauma mm. sort of reconcile God and reconcile um, community with, you know, um, what is true and what is good for humanity, you know, mm. instead of something that is just completely toxic mm. and harmful, imperialist and damaging. Mm. And so, upholding uh, it just for the sake of this is how it's always been and not empl- yes. employing that critical thinking that is so necessary to evolution. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, and another thing um, is, you know, when I was on this sort of progressive journey, um, I, I stopped reading my Bible completely. Wow. And I, <laughs> yeah, from <laughs> someone from every day to like, not at all. Wow. I, I, How did that feel? Yeah, yeah. It was, at first it was just a, a, a traumatic sort of response. I was like pretty much crying every day. Mm. And I was just angry, like furious. You know, I was calling people out. I was like in my pastor's ear all the time telling them this is wrong and this is wrong I just lashing out so um I was, I was too busy you know just being emotional to sort of um to, to to really be reading my bible and being the good christian girl that I was supposed to be mm-hmm. um but after a while um I I saw I felt like a spiritual hunger I felt like um I, I needed some kind of like <sighs> you know, some connection with God. Mm, mm. And so I, I, I went back to what I knew and mm. that was reading my Bible. Mm. And, and I, I will say that it wasn't easy. You know, I was actually afraid mm. um, to, to open my Bible and, and, and read, you know, to paraphrase, um, mm. you're going to hell for being woke. <laughs> so um, I, was, I was, that was a concern of mine. I mean, that would be a concern. I mean, because it, it, it's it's questioning everything you believe is true, mm, you know, and then and trying it, yeah. to move against that. That is so difficult. And I, I'm talking from experience and it's extremely oh, difficult. It? Oh, yes. yeah. Because it's trying to recreate a person, a version of you who and recognizes because you've done critical thinking and you are now woke who recognizes mm-hmm. that this book that I'm really attached to does not always serve me <laughs> does not mm, always yeah. um, is not always on my side and then recons- mm. it's like being in a, a spiritually abusive relationship like you said and exactly. you are now trying exactly. to make that relationship not abusive but it's rooted a lot mm. of it is rooted in abuse so how do you keep what is really sacred and meaningful to you and then dis- mm. kind of discard the rest and what that what does that mean for your connection with your god you know so it's a mm. it's a it's oh girl yeah i mean and like i said i was you know indoctrinated in evangelical thinking about mm. god's word mm. and i was kind of reading it wrong um uh, but when I went back, thankfully, I didn't find, you know, you're going to hell for being woke as, you know, some, you know, very prominent evangelical preachers might, might mm. preach. Um, <laughs> it, it, I found, what I found was sort of um, a validation for my beliefs, because mm. I think there are um, parts in the Bible where it's like, we're all equal in the name of Jesus. Mm. Um, and we, you know, you know, women should be treated well, 
specifically in the old test in the new testament when yes. jesus comes on the scene mm. um jesus and that, is my um, guy let me tell you jesus right? is my guy he is that guy Amen. And, and <laughs> i feel like i always say this i feel like there are people today <clears throat> who claim to be christian and follow jesus that would crucify mm. him again if he came i actually believe that because what mm. jesus stands for is is not what a lot of people think he stands for and there are some mm. conservatives who think that jesus would be a republican for example and i'm like in what I mean, world would like... jesus have been a republican he's a full-on socialist right. like he he right, condemned exactly. people for like don't tell someone you're going to pray for them when they tell you they're hungry he's like feed exactly. them first yeah. and then you can pray with them so it's it's ironic it's really ironic but anyway it's, it's, it's insane it's, it's, it's crazy yeah yeah <laughs> completely crazy i mean they crucified him like basically for being a kind of because uh, they thought he was a, a bit of a political activist and things mm. like that. And we find that in today where um, people in very conservative societies are, are um, sort of persecuted um, because they're trying to make life better for the poor and the downtrodden. Mm. And, um, you know, you find that in the Bible where, you know, God, you know, in the New Testament, specifically in certain areas where it's like, you know, the poor, like, take care of them. And mm. the rich are exploiting you, mm. and I'm like, this sounds like a um, a manifesto of some kind of liberal party or like progressive party. A woke party agenda. A woke, a woke agenda. <laughs> who, who thought that we would find a woke agenda in the Bible? You know, I knew though. In, I knew it was there because I knew Jesus. Like, but that's what Jesus amen. was so controversial, and this idea mm. that he was this pin up perfect person is not real because he mm. people are like oh he was not quick to anger he's the same dude who went into a, a, a temple and was so pissed he threw out tables like he flipped over tables and you're going to tell exactly. me he was just mr cool common no mm. he was not he was human exactly. and he he experienced human in its entirety and mm. that's why i relate to him I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't relate to the being of God because I just feel like he's too far removed from my, my experience. And I was telling my mm. mom this, I was like, God knew he was far removed from the human experience himself. That's why he sent mm. Jesus. He knew he could mm. not connect to his uh, creation the way he wanted to. And that's why mm. he created Jesus. So if, if even God knew, then clearly mm this is rooted in something you know but that's yeah. just overlooked in the bible completely it's just exactly it's fascinating it, it is especially you know some some person may be preaching on isaiah when where jesus is prophesied and they literally say like you go fast and then um you exploit your workers and you think god is going to hear you I mean, if that's not like progressive and and anti-capitalism, anti-capitalism, oh. I I don't I don't know what is. Um, I don't know so, what is either. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very ironic that in the same book that's used to um, maintain sort of these abusive power structures, um, is is also one that calls us to uh, calls them to accountability and calls kind of deconstructs them in a way. I so, have a question um, for you based on what you've mm. just said now, I have a question for you. Do you think that 
people are, you've mentioned this already, you said that we are reading the Bible wrong, we're using it wrong. Um, mm. If you notice the, the evolution of, of time across the Bible, it covers a great span of times and eras and mm. periods. And you yeah. notice how as modern times come, the more modern the, the, the preachings are. That's why we said, why, how do you, we would never think we would find a woke agenda inside the Bible, uh, they, but mm. there are certain elements of that. Do you think that by Christians seeing the Bible as this complete final document is hindering them from actually progressing this, this, this messaging forward? Because if you actually mm. look at the Bible, it serves its time. The, the, mm. the stories that are happening are of the time. It makes yes, sense yes. that they are this way. And however, mm. as the times progress, the Bible so too progresses. Do you think yes. that this idea Amen. of trying to lock down the Bible as a final complete document is hindering Christianity from moving forward and actually um, winning more souls by refuse by not refusing or rather actually by refusing to 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 be of the times and recognize that we are to serve the times do you think there's exactly. an issue with that yeah i think there is 110 percent an issue with that mm. because um you know when you say as they the, the times move forward especially when jesus comes into the picture and he's like you know that the highest commandment is to love you, uh, yourself as you love is love others as you love yourself mm. um it's it, it really it's it's definitely um you know it, it's it, like i said we keep coming with up with this word ironic that mm. um <laughs> the bible itself progresses and yet we christians are you know modern uh, uh christians are, are, are some not mm. all are refusing to progress Mm. And, and want to be locked into this ancient time, um, uh, in this ancient context. And, 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 and that, you know, uh, clearly doesn't serve most people. So, um, yeah, there is a problem with that. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great segue into, segue into my own experience. Mm. Um, the irony is that the only reason that I was able to still believe in God mm. and believe in Jesus because um, trust me, girl, there were moments where like I'm for atheist or I'm agnostic because <laughs> uh, I just couldn't handle it. Like I struggled uh. to reconcile this whole thing. So um, it, it's when I went outside of um, the Christian um, religious expression mm. or the biblical religious expression. And I started observing other cultures mm. and uh, how other cultures dealt with spirituality and the question of God. And there was a sort of a thread linking um, them, you know, the idea of, of there being a higher power and, and, and the greatest value being that to, to do no harm, do good mm. deeds, to love others. And I was like, I was fascinated because, you know, some of these cultures were ancient. Mm. You think about ancient Egypt, mm. you think about ancient Persia mm. and, and even Africa, you know, the, 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 the value of Ubuntu, basically is, is about treating your neighbor mm, I well. am because and you are yeah I am because you are and mm. essentially that's you know that's that's love you know mm. so I was like that's the you know going outside of Christianity helped me to sort of maintain my relationship with God because God is too great to contain mm. in, in in one culture mm. in one book mm. um, in one time <laughs> 
Uh, tell okay, them, Manzi. Yeah. Please just tell them. Because just tell them, girl. <laughs> because yeah, what yeah. is happening? Like, come on. The world is so vast. Mm. Knowledge is so vast. How can you believe mm. that mm. this is the one, the only correct form of connecting to a higher being? I just find it so exactly. limiting. I find it so constricting. Mm. And I find it insulting to this God that you claim is so vast but let you try yeah. let you try to put him in this little narrative in this little box like this little ironic this little reason i i know it's so <laughs> ironic and 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 you know I, I was also like exploring atheism you mm. know because at this point i was not afraid to not believe anymore because mm. you know just too much trauma but um i explored atheism and what was interesting with um testimonies about why people became atheists is mm. because um the bible was being taken literally Mm. um especially with the creation story um about the six days when science clearly demonstrates that that's not what happened mm. and 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 how they were traumatized by purity culture and, and things like that and you know it's like it's it's like it's like you know christianity is is, is you know the the sort of um conservative um section is shooting itself in the foot because mm. people are are, are leaving because of those very things that we are holding dear mm. you know and, and some people will be like oh well it's it's a uh, we, we're testing the true christians and and oh. these are the ones that are going to stay with us and i'm like honey <laughs> that is bullshit and people know it's bullshit that is some mm. you, you try if you cannot then preach that he is for people he's for all of us and then try mm. and say oh but he's gonna weed out the ones he's not for that is you are contradicting mm. yourself in the in the same breath and i feel like mm. this mm. attempt to make christianity exclusive is again mm. another contradiction of what the the, the, the messaging of jesus is so mm. it, it stems back to the idea of um the i forget his name you probably will remember his name the the tax collector right that is yes, an idea yes. of trying to exclusify i don't even know if that's a word christianity <laughs> and saying this person cannot be with us he cannot be among us but then again because mm. jesus is the woke agenda master yes is, is yes. like no i'll talk to this guy let me go to his house and have tea let's find out what he's about let's find out who mm. he is and so then yeah. jesus himself then says you cannot exclude him because I will include him. So then what, what mm. is then this issue? How, how are Christians, like you said, they're shooting themselves in the foot. This, this, our, mm. And I'll say the church is shooting itself yeah. in the foot because then how do you try to exclusify Christianity? Again, I said, I still don't know if that's a word. How do you try to exclusify <laughs> Christianity? Yeah, yeah. And then at the same time say, everybody come, come to Jesus. It, what mm. a weird predicament to be in really yeah i think it goes back to that whole um insanity of it all this whole you know impurity you know mm. the irony is there's a, a level of dishonesty and a level of hypocrisy that is floating around or that is beneath the surface that um enables this sort of irony and insanity and and and, and sort of you know I, I think there's a verse in the bible that says um only the pure will see god mm. you know so there's there's the, 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 this impurity, this dishonesty that's that's creating this this sort of cloud of of just confusion, you know, um, and 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 this constant and trauma. Desire, 
and tra- yes and trauma mm. and this and this constant desire to want to um control it's like oh is it is, are you really for me or are you for um the power that you can gain for me mm. so um so 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 yeah it's 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 it's, it's quite sinister actually it um is. it's very very sinister mm. Okay, yeah. on that note, we are going to segue into uh, a very interesting topic because we've obviously now come full circle at this rate. We have mm. covered everything with, within its depth. Now, of course, when you go through trauma, um, it's really good uh, not to stay in it <laughs> for mm-hmm, you guys exactly. out there. Um, when you've reflected yeah. and recognized that you are in, in a position of you've experienced trauma, you should not stay in it. And you should then go mm. on this journey of unpacking it, of reconstructing, right? You've deconstructed, now it's time to reconstruct. And yes. I think deconstruction is painful, it hurts. Mm. It, it, it's, it's really not fun. And mm. I think reconstruction is even more difficult because now you yeah. are trying to, to forge an identity outside of what you, you know, based on what you've mm. now uh, unlearned. And that's very difficult. Mm. Um, so again, then it brings us to this question. We've said that um, purity culture says sexuality and, and, and sex within itself is again innately unpure if not practiced in a certain construct which we've discussed in detail um, mm. and therefore be, it becomes unholy. Now yes. do you think and based on your own reconstruction of the trauma you've experienced do you think that um, sex can be holy and um, it brings us then to another section because if we're going to say sex can be holy, is it then only mm-hmm. in marriage or can it be holy mm. outside of marriage? And mm. because there's this idea, we talked about real love weights and, and yeah. that's specifically rooted in marriage, right? Mm. However, mm. you can still be in a loving relationship without a piece of paper saying you are legally married. Um, so yes. is then... Is, is the sex you have in that relationship then innately unholy? So what is mm. the spectrum that we're trying to now navigate and how do we yeah. have holy sex? <laughs> if we can call it that. Yeah. yeah, if we can call it that, girl. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think um, first we have to define what holiness is because mm. I think there's a lot of confusion um, amongst the community, um, amongst the church about what it is. Mm. Um, and, and obviously I'm, I'm, you know, I have a, a huge Christian background, you mm. know, so I'm going to take this from a Christian perspective. Mm. So, um, so we define holiness. So, um, there's, um, a book in the new Testament, um, mm. called Peter, first Peter, mm. and there we are told to be holy and obviously, um, told how to be holy. Mm. So I'm going to be reading from first Peter, um, chapter 1 22 to 23 mm-hmm. and it says now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth and the truth previously was believing that jesus you know that jesus walked the earth and you know just mm-hmm. basically believing in jesus and his message basically mm-hmm. um by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other love one another deeply from the heart for you have been born again you see that whole you know 
holiness again, being born again. Mm. Um, so here it says, love each other, love one another deeply from the heart. Mm. So that is the, um, the fruit of holiness, of believing in Jesus. The fruit is loving each other and loving mm. one another deeply mm. from the heart because mm. we have been born again, um, which means believing in Jesus. So, um, so, it's, so yeah, so, so um, d- you know, defining holiness according to that, you know, um, makes it easy to reconstruct. I, I, think, mm. I think when I went back to reading the Bible, this was one of the first things that I came to read. And mm. it was such a blessing because I'm like, you know, now I, I felt sort of impure and unholy mm. because I was like dibbling and dabbling in, in you know, different uh, cultures and religions and, and, and wokeness. Mm. so um so so now that it says um being holy means to love each other deeply mm. um it, it now makes it easier to reconstruct uh because it doesn't say um going back to your question about when is sex holy it doesn't say mm. that mm. um you know sex is holy when you do it within marriage <laughs> um it doesn't say sex is holy when you do it within a heterosexual relationship mm. um it doesn't say that sex is only holy when you do it monogamously. Mm. So it says, what what whatever is holy is where holiness is where love is and, mm. and love is is being shown. So mm. yes, I think for me reconstructing sex now comes from, you know, it, it basically means sex that is 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 that uh, takes place in the context of love. Mm. loving other human beings mm. and that doesn't necessarily mean romantic love or mm. attached or committed love mm. but I feel like it's loving the individual that you're engaged with mm. um, even if that individual is yourself by the way mm. I was gonna touch on that <laughs> I was gonna touch on that I, I also think um again because you've mentioned this love um and I feel like I would define it as a cosmic love um, mm, I would say yes. it's a love for humanness. It's a love for yes, people. Yes. And so mm. because we, we try to, to say, again, what is real love? What is love? And mm. I mean, there's different forms of love, right? There's, I mean, even mm. the Bible defines different forms of love, love for your family, yes. love for your partner, love for the world, mm. love for people. And so mm. if, 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 if Jesus did not specify, because we know the Bible has the terminology to add what it defines as love. If Jesus simply mm. just said love, as the mm. word love it means he is talking about all love and that's how oh, yes. i would i would see it and define it because it's not like the bible lacks the terminology to tell us if it wanted to what kind of mm. love he would be referring to that is indeed yeah. holy so mm. that is beautiful it reminds yeah, it, me it, it, yeah it's beautiful it reminds me i think is it oh he did what's his name I think, oh, Lin-Manuel, Lin, is it Lin-Manuel Miranda? I think that's his name. So he has this speech where he's like, love is love is love is love is love is love is love. Mm. And, and people are like, oh, that's so progressive. What does that even mean? And it's just <laughs> like, what does that mean? I was like, it's so simple. It's just that love is love. How can you mm. try and limit such a limitless thing into these yeah. little constructs and these boxes? And it's mm. so ironic again, the Bible preaches that God himself is 
his love, that Jesus himself. And then the Bible also preaches that he is vast, limitless, uncontained. Mm. And then at the Mm. same time, ironically, again, you try and limit the construct of what love again means. So it's again, this, 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 miscommunication with Christianity mm, itself. Mm. It, it seems to be struggling to to connect with itself is what I'm seeing Christianity being yeah. right now. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Beautiful. There's an agenda, I guess. There is yeah, an yeah. And, uh, I, it's who does this serve? Which kind of love serves you know who? Like mm. you know what I'm saying? And mm. and 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 when we, we talk about love is is love. Um mm. you know people will Take, I've seen it, unfortunately, in, in conservative Christianity, where it's like, tough love, you know, mm. like, you know, I'm giving you tough love. Mm. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't come and distort um, and make something that is beautiful, ugly. Mm. Um, so, but then the, the Bible goes for those type of people who be like tough love. So, mm. so the, the Bible provides in Corinthians, um, 13 it's Mm. like love is patient it's kind Mm. it doesn't seek its own way Mm. um it's 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 not rude it's not you know things like that it's Mm. you know for those people in the back the the bible sort of (laughs) defines what love people who would want to use define it in a negative way so Mm. yeah so yeah love is love so and, and that helps with reconstruction because it's like you you're not limited um, and you pushed in the right direction of, mm. of, of, of loving people of good deeds of, of, of not harming them and things like that and, and, mm. and, and um, validating them like their humanity, you know, mm. Ubuntu basically mm. um, and, and humanism and things like that. So mm. Wow. Yeah. Beautifully, beautifully, beautifully put. Absolutely beautifully put. Yeah. And I think a lot of um, young Christians who are, currently going through that very ugly mental dichotomy of trying to navigate your new experiences, your new known reality. I think this is a place to stem from. This is, um, mm. this is a very positive, very loving way to reconstruct and to stem from because mm. it allows you to number one not lose your 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 faith right um mm. and i think again i don't want to equate faith with 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 the label of christianity yeah, um, because yeah. you can be a person of faith and not be labeled as a christian so whatever mm. wherever you are whether you are a me who's on the one side or you're a manzi who's on the other side this this verse includes us all and this this way of thinking includes us all in in the journey of reconstruction and i think that is Mm. such a beautiful uh place to stem from on that journey yeah and 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 speaking of inclusion it also includes atheists um Mm. you know you don't have to be a theist because like Mm. you said god is love Mm. so if you believe in god in love then you believe in God in a, in a sense. So exactly. um, it's very inclusive. Like you mm. don't even have to be a theist to sort of be holy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I think I use the word cosmic because just mm. because you are here, you are part of the cosmos, you are a being uh, uh, experiencing this human experience automatically includes you into holiness. Mm. And yeah. I think that's, 
why it's such a beautiful place to stem from, from wherever mm. you're looking at it, from whatever angle. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Mm. Now mm. let's go back to, you mentioned, um, we're about to close off. This has been a long discussion, but I think a necessary one and a very yeah. uh, detailed one because this topic is so multi-layered and so, mm. uh, oh, it's just a hard one to dissect. But we're mm. going to now talk about, you mentioned um, when, it, when we're defining love, that that also includes love for yourself. And mm, so yes. this segues perfectly into the, um, the topic of masturbation. Now, mm. um, my listeners know, I, I literally, I remember I was fleeing um, China um, because of, of COVID because I was living in Beijing oh. and I was fleeing oh. China in, in March last year and coming mm. back to South Africa. And I remember I mm. packed all my bags, I packed so much stuff and I had my, my vibrator and I, I was like, oh, where am I yeah. gonna put this? And I had no more space. And so mm. I, I put it in one of my bags, like right at the top um, and I took it outside of its box. So I had to uh, literally okay. put it as it was. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna check this bag in so then it won't go through the customs, you know, scans and stuff. And it was yes. so fun. My listeners know the story because I've told it before, but I, mm. I literally go through Chinese customs. This is Beijing customs. And I'm going through the, 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 the thingy and they make you remove certain things. Like if, if like mm. lotions and perfumes and things like that, that could be considered hazardous. And I forgot to check in. I forgot to put my, my vibrator in the check-in and I actually put it in the carry-on luggage. So as I'm no. going through, um, but luckily the airport was so empty because of course it was during COVID times, but, yes. and the beginning of COVID nonetheless. So I'm going mm. through customs and they put my, my bag through the little conveyor belt. And so Ooh. my laptop was in there. If it wasn't for my laptop mm. being in there, I was not gonna have to have opened my bag, but my laptop was in yeah. there. And as you know, you have to Ooh. remove your laptop. So they like yeah. open the bag and as soon as i open my bag on top of it is this purple dildo right there waiting for every, like everybody to see and it's so adorable because the the, the guy who was helping me um is, is, is so okay asian guys tend to be and i won't say all asian guys i'll just say specifically in china because they're still mm. a very conservative society they tend to be very mm. shy and um, yeah. uh, like with the, a foreign girl, they're going to be even more shy, right? So yeah, yeah. he was, he looks at me, I look at him, we look at the tilt, <laughs> we look at each other. <laughs> and oh then my. I'm just like, whatever, I'm trying to leave this country. And he's like, so sweet. He's so sweet. He's like, oh, okay, we close now. We can close. It's okay. It's okay. We can close. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it was so that funny. So I, and he closed. Manzi, when I say he closed my bag for me, I did not have to close it. He closed it and he put oh, it down for me. Oh, what a gentleman. Oh, so lovely. But it's because he was so shocked. And the, 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 oh, the older okay. gentleman who was looking at the, the scans was mm. literally just laughing. He was just like, this is the best <laughs> entertainment for my day. Oh, Thank my. you very much. Yeah. And I passed across wow. customs. But it's because I've come to this place in my relationship with myself 
and with mm. my body that I'm absolutely unashamed to talk about masturbation um, mm. like, to the point mm. where I've even introduced it to not necessarily introduced the act of masturbation, but my mom knows that I masturbate. So she, she's, oh, seen, wow. my, she, okay. yeah, she's seen my, my vibrators. Um, and that's just because I came to a point where I realized if I am going to exist, um, I do not want to exist in shame in my own body mm. because this mm. is a long journey. So I might as well yes. live very healthily with a good relationship with my body and with my sexuality. Yes. And that mm. started with, with masturbation. Well, it started with a whole phase. I went through a whole phase. Like uh, 2000 yeah. and... And I don't even want to call it a whole phase because I think that messaging within itself is incorrect. But I went through a sexual mm. liberation phase where I was exploring myself sexually. And, mm. But then I also realized it's less about... Uh, my sexual partners and more about my relationship with my body and with myself mm. and so that led mm. me to to masturbation because we do have okay. these desires we we do mm. have these sexual fantasies and that within itself is innately natural so yes i'm interested to hear your relationship with masturbation and how it has helped you reconstruct your your oh, kind of reconstruct but also unburden yourself of of the shame of purity culture mm. and wh what did it yeah. feel like because i'll tell you like when i first started masturbating oh my god i used to be like god is judging me i am being judged <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> wow. he's seeing you right now girl what and it, it mm. created this paranoia in me but the mm. more I did it and the more it was healthy for me, I mean, it released sexual frustration. It was good for my libido. It was good for my mm. mental health. So how yes. have you then reconciled all of that with yourself? Okay. So I think I've mentioned it before where I was like, um, when I, the, the reason I even started masturbating is because my dad told me the true tea, um, mm. the truth about like the reality of, you know, the sex, I mean the the, the marriage market, mm -hmm. and you know, I, you know, and 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 how unhealthy it was for me to um, be looking for um, a man just to have sex with because mm -hmm. it was just not realistic and it would put me in in some danger. Mm -hmm. So um, and I was like, but I'm really sexually frustrated. <laughs> like I need, and, and it, it's when that reality dawned on me that like I am not gonna just get sex, man. Like it's just. It's, I have to like be proactive about this mm. and I was like you know at that that very same night I was like you know I I, I started touching myself and mm. it was it was like I, I hadn't yet reconciled with um this with God mm. but at the same time it's like I knew this is what I was needed needing I was going through a depression mm. and you know um you know on the verge of self-harm mm. and so I just I just did it. I was like, this is for my health. I'm sorry, mm. God, I will ask for forgiveness later, mm. you know, and I don't think I even thought about God then. Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, going back into the community into the church, I was like, you know, there was this condemnation of masturbation. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it is wrong, man. Like we shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Meantime, it was helping. <laughs> In the meantime, it was helping me relieve my mm. depression and, giving me hope that even if I don't find a husband, I mm. will be satisfied, you know, mm. so mm. at least sexually. So, and it, 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 it even put pressure off of relationships with oh, guys. So yes. I was like, ah, I need you like to marry me so that you can be inside me yesterday. Mm. So mm. Um, it, it really was so helpful for my sexual health, my mental health, my physical health. 
Um, so, um, yeah, and then I came to a point where I was like, you know what, um, I started doing my research and, and when I, you know, became progressive and, and, and woke, mm. um, it was like, you know, God put this button on my body that, could, mm. you know, you know, take you fireworks. places. <laughs> it takes you places. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Lord. Like, I'm like, God is so great. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. So, um, you know, that's that I, I was like very thankful for the art of masturbation. Mm. Um, and, 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 and at the same time, quite sad that people, you know, I only started masturbating and had my first orgasm from it when I was like 20, um, I think 20, 26. Mm. Now that's, that's, you know, crazy to have your first real sexual experience. And mm. go, girl, I came like, I was like shaking and like, you know, <laughs> vibrating toes like, curling. Oh. <laughs> I know. And I was like, oh my gosh, are my, are my roommates, you know, hearing this? And I was like, I don't care. I'm having so much fun. So yeah. Oh, it's so interesting um, how something so pleasurable can be made to feel so dirty, you know? Mm -hmm. I think one of the interesting aspects that I remember, like in my, because you you were raised by liberal parents, uh, but mm. again, you know, I was raised by very African traditionalist Christian parents. And mm. with, with my mom, one of the things that I appreciated that she, she used to say all the time, she used to say, um, sex is great. She's like, sex mm. is amazing. And the problem is that when you start, you can't stop because it's so good. Yeah. I mean, mm. within itself, that messaging is absolutely problematic. Um, I think yeah. the, the acknowledgement that sex is not this dirty thing that's ugly, that it's actually beautiful, that it's actually full of pleasure, that it's actually full of joy. Uh, mm. But then attaching this, this almost um kind of saying then you cannot self-control yourself obviously it will differ mm. from person to person but i feel like it creates this idea of an addiction um, um mentality towards sex and yes. i think that yes. is another problem with preaching abstinence is that mm. oh like if you start you're never gonna stop you're just gonna be this promiscuous uh. running around person who's just seeking sex everywhere they go and that within itself mm. is absolutely irrational because for the most part sex is not that easily available i like i feel like, <laughs> exactly. I yeah. feel like people just think sex is just available all the time i think for mm. women so yes it can be but i feel and obviously it's just due to like social media and due to like all mm. these dating apps etc but in the past yes. when we were growing up sex was not that readily available in fact yes. it was difficult mm. to find someone to have sex with so that exactly. narrative of the lack of self-control attached to the pleasure mm. is the problem that i have but i do appreciate that she didn't lie to me and say it's not great and make it this dirty <laughs> because yeah that yeah. would have been problematic and a lot of parents mm. do teach that that it's ugly it's not mm. good it's, it's it's stay away from it and only do mm. it when the time is right and it's like you expect mm. people to shift from seeing this thing as dirty to seeing it as great all of a sudden but it's a mental yeah. hack yeah. because they know the moment you yeah. have it you're gonna be like ah, this shit is great <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and from their perspective they're, they're trying to protect us and they were also like i said you know even with african traditionalism they're indoctrinated into this sort of abstinence education that's what helps women that's what helps humanity and you know there were also a lot of them educated in a very unhelpful manner 
Mm, definitely, definitely. Now I'm interested because obviously you are coming from being raised in a more liberal household. Mm. How did, but nonetheless, I feel like sex is still one of those topics that parents, I mean, my parents were very conservatives, conservative, mm. but they were not yeah, yeah. shy to talk about sex. Like they would, my mom was yeah. so blunt about sex. My sex talk came from my dad. He drew like these robotic pictures and like drew a sperm. <laughs> it was very biological. And he's like, he drew oh, a wow. vagina. And he's like, this is what, what? he even did. He even did our okay. period talk as well. My dad gave me the period what? talk. I guess we were progressive well, a little bit in that way. <laughs> but Yeah, what's um, up with our dads, man? <laughs> what's up with so our dads, bro? It's so fun. <laughs> but now yeah. like with your dad, and with your parents you grew up in a more liberal household how was mm. the sex talk like what what was the 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 education you were given from home about sex mm. so basically um all i can say is that it kind of didn't exist i don't remember being sat down and told about sex mm. it was just assumed that we would um you know discover it ourselves whether that was through porn or through actually going out there and experiencing it mm. um, with a real person. Um, we'd watch a lot of um, Bold and the Beautiful and they were like, oh, yeah. Oh, Brooke Logan was, was Brooke busy? Brooke Logan. <laughs> Brooke Logan was busy? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we'd watch that and I guess they assumed that we'd just learn um, from there and, mm. and also from school. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, they say it, it's quite ironic that your conservative parents talked about sex, whereas my liberal parents didn't. It's so, fascinating, but, but actually. They, I know, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that we didn't really have a sex talk, you know. Do you we think just that, was, that was good for you or in hindsight? Because obviously you can only talk in hindsight. Do you think that was good mm. for you or harmful to you that that was not a conversation had at all? To be honest, I think because um, they knew what kind of person I was as a girl, mm. like very like stay at home, like not go out, so mm. and 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 possibly demisexual. Mm. Um, they they didn't feel they needed to, and and for me, I think, yeah, I I, I don't know. It's 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 a really hard question to answer because mm. um the 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 harm that came um because like like i said my parents were liberal and i mm. was going to a conservative school mm. so um perhaps maybe if they had told me but they there were messages that you know be sexually free mm. but um but i i guess if they had sat me down and, and told me how dangerous you know conservative sexual you know, purity was, mm. um, that may have helped me. But um, to be honest, I, I really can't say that I was necessarily harmed by them mm. not um, talking about sex. Because like I said, um, you know, I was not inclined to be going out and having it in the mm. first place. I was very much a late bloomer and mm. and, and demisexual possibly. And, and, and just, um, yeah, so... I don't know. It's it's. I can't. I can't say whether for other parents. I think other parents should be um, mm. in, in a sex positive um, sex um, conversation with their children. Mm. Um, I think it can be helpful because not everyone is like me and is, mm. is uninclined to go and experiment. So so yeah. I mean, for me, like I really don't have. Um, I, I'm actually more thankful uh, mm. for my parents than like 
So you received the the parenting that you needed. So a child like you would have needed, but then someone yeah. else might have needed something else. Mm, okay. Yeah, it happened by accident. <laughs> Well, know. at least it's good because that's one less trauma that you you would have had to deal with, you know. Um, mm. So, but again, we wouldn't know if it would have caused trauma or not. Again, so yeah, it's know, just one yeah. of those things. Yeah. It's one of those things that is unknowable, unknowable, even in yeah. hindsight. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have covered, um, you know, the entirety of of our spectrum of topics for today. Um, mm. Now, if you had to give um, advice or uh, how do I put it? Not necessarily advice, because I hate the word advice, but if you had to, <laughs> to coin a, a, a learning experience uh, that you would want to impart to maybe um, your younger self, like things you know now mm. that you would have loved to have imparted on your younger self, or also maybe someone who is currently in this, you know, Christian upbringing right now, living through the, the I would say the, what do they call it? When like, kind of like the, the, the things left behind by purity culture, because yes, purity culture is not so prevalent right now as bare as it was when we were growing up, but it's still mm. very much a huge aspect and role within Christianity so if you could mm. relay that impartation of knowledge that you now know now to your younger version or a version of of a girl right now going through that uh, what what would you say to that person and what have you learned in your journey okay you oh wow that is time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded yeah, one I know that. but very loaded yeah. Um, but a very good question as well. Mm. So, you know, um, I'm just looking back at my 23-year-old self um, mm. because, like I said, I was a late bloomer um, mm. as well as my 19-year-old self, you know. Mm. Um, okay, let me go to myself where I was struggling a lot with purity culture mm. and um, hoping um, and wist being wistful about finding my dream man Mm. Um, so I would say to my younger self that be honest with yourself don't be afraid um, don't be afraid to explore mm. um, don't be afraid to love yourself um, have a conversation with yourself and, and try to to deconstruct or um, expose your motives mm. um, as to why you are in this situation, why you are frustrated and bitter. Mm. Um, and don't be afraid of the answers. Um, mm. God loves you <laughs> and accepts you just the way you are. Mm. And maybe go to counseling. Mm. Um, maybe, it's, it's really hard for me to say, maybe just excuse yourself for a while from your um, church. Mm. Um, get mm. out of an environment that, and, and, and stop listening to messages that tell you that you're worthless mm. unless you fit a certain mold. Mm. 
just be yourself. Um, you're, you're, you're beautiful. You're very beautiful. And, mm. um, you know, someone would be lucky to have you mm. and you, um, you just need to love, love mm. yourself, love other people. Mm. And yes, um, get into a more um, affirming environment, mm. an environment that affirms who you are in your sexuality and sex and is sex positive. Mm. Um, yes, and, and, and accept other people, like accept other people. Um, and that can only happen when you accept yourself mm. um, and love yourself. And, and yes, I mean, yeah, like, masturbate I don't know <laughs> like like really just it's okay to be sexual like it's okay it's, it's who you are and and just get away from messages that are telling you it's not okay um you know that you're going to hell if you explore this um mm. and it's, it's really easy for me to say now from what I've learned mm. because again it is um it is a, a, a community thing. It's like a system that you're, with, you're in mm. that is very difficult to break out of. But once you deconstruct your motives mm. um, and, 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 and get out there, um, it'll be easier. So, girl, like, it's, it, you know, just saying this right now, just, yeah, it, it really, it, it's making me emotional because mm. it takes me back to that sort of prison mm. that I was in within myself and within my community mm. um but but yeah um yeah just just love yourself you know learn yourself mm, um, I love that one learn yourself love yourself learn yourself that's incredible yeah. well thank you thank you so much for sharing and I I really think that that will resonate with other people who are, have mm. gone through this journey or are currently going through this journey. I love that you addressed the person, the version of you who was in that turmoil, right? Because mm. that is the version uh, of you that would need to hear this. And, yes. and just to know that it's okay on the other side and, and mm. there's no fear, there should be no fear in asking the questions and then being mm. okay with sometimes receiving answers and sometimes not receiving answers because you will not get mm. uh, answers to all your questions in that moment. Mm. Some answers mm. are answered a little later on as well. So not having so much expectation of your journey, because I think yeah. when, when you try to impose, I guess, a human beings, we innately do this, impose our expectation, it kind of limits the, 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 the entire progression or where it can go so that creates more kindness within within yourself because you're just allowing mm. yourself to be on your journey of discovery with little judgment and um, mm. with as much kindness and like you said love for yourself as possible so mm, mm, mm. yes yes queen yes yes queen <laughs> oh my god this was so therapeutic and i'm so grateful oh, to you here. for imparting your knowledge she's so fucking smart mm. right like my god <laughs> so oh like, my girl you make me your, your knowledge and your wisdom and your warmth and um your kindness as well and just allowing people to hear a different conversation than what is prevalent in some of the circles and the communities that um that we run in and that we used to run mm. in you know so yes. yeah 
I'm grateful to you for taking your time mm. for coming here today and for yeah I'm so happy you came this is awesome yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to thank you um for creating this platform because um a lot of people need to hear this and and also sharing your own experiences and your knowledge um it's I mean, girl, you are doing God's work too, you know, like you're doing God's work and um, you. <laughs> just, you know, and we know that, you know, the more we spread positivity and love and healing, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's God's work, no matter what religious background or lack thereof mm. of, of religion. So I, I, I really, I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity and just for you and yeah, I'm all the best with everything else. And yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so with that, I think we are going to end here. Um, I'm literally, y'all are going to be so sick of me promoting this episode because I don't usually <laughs> promote my episodes. Mm. I just let them out into the world. But I feel like mm. we've done a good thing here. Um, and I think that it's something that needs to be to be heard. And, and so this is going to be heavily promoted y'all are going to be sick of seeing yeah. but i don't care oh because we are doing the lord's work here so amen thank you manzi for coming it was so great having you here also to the listeners thank you for listening mm. this is going to be a two-part series because we went on so there will be part one yeah. uploaded uh later probably i'll upload it tomorrow and then the next mm. part will be uploaded next week sometime and so awesome. yeah i hope everybody enjoyed listening to this and yeah. um yeah, I'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Bye.